Welcome to Hope-Filled Conversations, where we explore the truths and hope found in God's Word. Welcome back to Hope-Filled Conversations. I'm Jody, And I'm Carolyn. And you you might be able to hear and see that we are smiling, right? <laughs> it's a big day. It is a big day. We hope that you have enjoyed our new intro because yes. we are celebrating our 100th episode Woo-hoo. of publishing here on Hope-Filled Conversations. And man, it's been a journey, hasn't it, Carolyn? Yes. And I just think of those faithful listeners who have been with us <laughs> since our humble Zoom days of yes. Corona. In 2020. Yes. I know. Wow. <laughs> We're just so glad that y'all are still sticking with us here. I know, I know. And uh, Carolyn and I continue to grow as uh, we dive into God's Word ourselves and we're still just hopeful and prayerful that you are growing right along with us and that mm-hmm. uh, you've been challenged as we've been challenged. You've been encouraged as we've been encouraged. And uh, as we uh, just kind of pick up and finish Hebrews 11, we uh, just wanted to pause for a moment and just say thank you. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for encouraging us and sticking in there with us. And um, thank you. (laughs) The thought of y'all opening your Bibles with us is what keeps us going. Mm -hmm. The thought Mm -hmm. that y'all are studying along with us and um, opening God's Word together, that's just such an encouragement to us. And that's what keeps us going here at Hope Build Conversations. Yes. So we're glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget, we always would love to hear from you to know uh, what God might be doing uh, mm-hmm. through these series that we're doing and studying God's Word. So, yeah. So happy 100. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I wish I had just brought some pop in here to, to, to spray confetti. A cake. <laughs> I know. I wish to... Oh, we should have had a cake. I would love a cupcake right now, actually. Yeah. Well, with yeah, we'll tell our husbands that it's our hundredth, hun- and yes. maybe they maybe can arrange something. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm sensing a pedicure too. I think I think walking through the Word of God has tired my feet. We need, we need beautiful feet because we're going to bring good news. Yes, like and, the Bible. And, and we're literally still walking through the oh, Hall of Fame y'all. Oh my. Yeah. We're, yes, we're getting we're, off track here, guys. I'm sorry. It's fun. It's, it's just fun. It's fun diving here. Okay, so speaking of God's word, won't we dive back yes. in? And we're going to pick up in Hebrews chapter 11 yes. verses, and we're going to finish chapter 11 today. And, but we're going to go right now into verse 20 to 22. Yeah. And uh, I'll start off, okay. us off on that. Um, uh, verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau and Eve even regarding things to come. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, uh, leaning on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave orders concerning his bones. Yeah. So uh, in all of these stories, these men had faith in the future of God's plan and his faithfulness because they all took steps that just testified to their faith or his the Lord's faithfulness and their belief that he would fulfill everything that he said. And so Isaac knew that God would fulfill his promise to Abraham in the future um, with, you know, his descendants as numerous as the stars. And um, Jacob anticipated God's works in the future when he blessed his sons. And we could see that in Genesis 48. And then Joseph, this story has always blessed my heart about um, mm-hmm. Joseph's faith and the faithfulness of God. Joseph requested that his children 
take his bones to the promised land when they went. Um, so you'll remember that Joseph lived in Egypt, right? And so, That's right. but he trusted God's plan that one day he would lead his people to the promised land. And so um, Joseph instructed his children as he was dying to take his bones with them into the promised land when God finally got them out of Egypt. Oh, I just want to pause yeah, for one yeah. second. Because on the last episode, we Abraham, 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 Abraham yeah. and, and about him, um, his descendants multiplying and all that. Mm-hmm. And Joseph, in this part right here, is just so critical to yeah. just point out, it was the famine that brought yes. all of Joseph's family into Egypt. Right. And it was there through the famine and the many years that they were there that they multiplied so much mm-hmm. That um, the new king came and they became enslaved. Yes, and yeah. I, I I think that's just fascinating yes. part of the journey, right? It there really to remember. Is. And we need you need to go back and read these stories. We're kind of yeah. highlighting mm-hmm. these, but if you're not familiar with these or you need a refresher, go back in Genesis. Um, Joseph is in Genesis 50, um, and uh, before then too, but this story right here about Joseph's bones being taken mm-hmm. from um, fa- Egypt into the promised land. Yeah, yeah, it was a promise. And yeah. I, I want to just share something that I read in Speed, just kind of summing this up as well. Uh, uh, in Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, we have four generations of faith right there. Mm-hmm. And these men sometimes failed, but basically they were men of faith. And they were not perfect, but they were devoted to God and trusted his word. And Isaac passed the promises and blessings along to Jacob, and Jacob shared them with his 12 sons. And Jacob was a pilgrim uh, for even as he was dying, he leaned on his uh, pilgrim staff. Yeah, And that's where we're just talking about. Uh, and then Joseph ends up dying when he's there and has, has his bones moved. Yeah. And you can just see, just as we talked about in the last episode of mm-hmm. these um, faithful saints dying in faith, that they had not seen the f- total fulfillment of God's promises in their lifetime, but they lived in such a way that they knew that God was going to fulfill exactly what he said he was going to fulfill. And so Joseph instructed his children, take my bones mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. when you leave Egypt and go into the promised land. So I love that. I love these these stories here. But are you ready to go on to the next few verses? No, but yeah, I guess I, I have know. Because <laughs> look, like, all the, these stories back to me because there's so much there. There is. Yeah. And don't miss out on going back and studying each mm-hmm. one of these. I mean, Hebrews 11, you could study this for months because right. of the individual yeah, stories yeah. of these of I these people. I think that's people. maybe why there's uh, so many stubby studies just on um, yeah. Hebrews 11 or when they're preached even. It just kind of. There's so much yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, verses 23 through 27. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Why don't you go ahead and read that? By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth. Than all the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking towards or to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. There's a there's a ton there and talking about Moses, but I love in verse twenty three that the author mentions Moses's parents because mm-hmm. um, if you remember the story of Moses, Moses was born to a Hebrew family and. Um, the Pharaoh demanded that all baby boys should be killed. 
And Moses's parents hid him, the baby boy that he they had given birth to, hid him for three months. And um, I just think that they knew that God had a special plan for Moses. And um, it says that they were not afraid of the king's edict. And so they uh, hid their baby and then they... You'll remember the story of Moses in the basket floating down the Nile River and was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. But I love that um, the author of Hebrews highlights their faith because you can imagine the faith that it took to hide their baby boy, um, you know, when they were killing all the other baby boys in, right, right. in Egypt. So. Well, and it just taking it a little bit further real quick with mm-hmm. Moses, you know, the Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's daughter is the one that found him in that basket. And yeah. um, I think it was Moses' sister that was like, yes. if you can imagine him peeking through a bush, if you yeah. will, and, and watching to make sure that he was uh, put in the right hands. Mm-hmm. But but just to remind you, Moses grew up in the very home yes. that the head of the house ordered his death. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. crazy yeah. if you think about that. And that his mom got to be his nurse which is another beautiful part of that story. So don't miss out on going back and reading Moses' Mm -hmm. story in Genesis. Yeah, there's something out of... uh, the Christ-centered exposition mm-hmm. that you you mentioned sometimes. Um, I want to read what he wrote there. It's, Though it may seem odd, the author's point that God is invisible is very important. Mm-hmm. Recall the first verse of his chapter. Faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. Not only is this truth, God is invisible, the essence of theism. We uh, not look at an idol, basically. It is also connected to the trust displayed by those mentioned in the chapters. Mm-hmm. Uh, their trust is promises. Uh, his promises was intimately connected to their trust in God. And as they trusted in the unseen God, so they trusted in the unseen fulfillment of his promises. There you go again. Yeah. And that's the very essence of faith is of trusting in God's unseen fulfillment and promises. Um Yeah. In that. Yeah. And you could see that in um, verses 24 through 25, where it talks about Moses had the choice to stay mm-hmm. in the comfort of the Egyptian palaces. You know, he could live as a as a son of the daughter of Pharaoh, but he chose to be with the people of God. He chose um, because he trusted God and he knew that mm-hmm. Egypt was not his home. He had that future focused faith like we see all throughout these um, these stories in the scripture. But um you know, it mentions Christ, too, in verse 26. Um, Moses's mistreatment, along with the people of Israel, really points to Jesus coming to live among the people among us mm-hmm. and to redeem his people. It's kind of a, a foreshadowing of things to come that, right. you know, our our Redeemer, Jesus, came among us. Right. Um, you know, he was seated on the throne in heaven. He came, he humbled himself and became like one of us and then um, redeemed us through his death on the cross. So, it, And when I yeah. was thinking and reading about that, I, I, I thought about what is it that we're thinking about, you know, what mm-hmm. is yet to come. And really it's believing and trusting there is a day that the Lord will return. And, yeah. um, you know, the scriptures, uh, if you think of Revelations 22, I want to read 12 through 13. It reads, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to render to every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And as the author of Revelation, John says at the end, I love, He who testifies of these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. 
Amen. Yes. Come, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I just, wow. I mean, yeah. you just want to worship yes. right there at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we have that focus, we can live mm-hmm. not in fear. Because I was struck by how many times it says not afraid. Because right. it says par- uh, Moses' parents were not afraid of the king's edict. I didn't edict. that. That's good. Yeah. And then in mm-hmm. verse 27, um, it says Moses left Egypt not being afraid of the anger of the king. And so, um, you know, we really have to decide. Mm-hmm. And we can decide really well when we have that faith focus, that future faith focus that, you know, whose anger do we fear more? Do we do we fear um, the anger or the wrath or, or even being made fun of <laughs> in the world? Or do right. we fear the Lord and wanting, or do we desire to obey Him more than anything else in the world? And I think when we live with that faith that you talked about, that focus on, you know, that He's coming soon. This is, mm-hmm. this is what's waiting for us, that eternal focus. It changes the way we live on earth day to day. Yeah. And and unfortunately, a lot of times I don't even think about that unless mm. there's um, a crisis going yeah. on or something crazy going on in the world. Yeah. And um, I I want to be more mindful of that without those things. So, yeah. you know, yeah. challenge myself in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're at verses Verse 28 to 31. Yeah. 29. Yeah. 29. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, I didn't read verse 28. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I'll read verse 28 so we we can talk about it. It yeah, says, okay. by faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. So that's just talking about the Passover, the way the Lord preserved and protected and again, kept his promises to his people and to Moses, too. Right. And they they, they had put uh, on their doorposts. Yes. Um if you will, with I think it was with hyssop, even uh-huh. not, you know, blood. Yes. Um, and so, uh, whoever had that, it, mm-hmm. they would be passed over. Yeah, and it's again um, that mm-hmm. blood, the focus mm-hmm. of the blood sacrifice, you know, of the Old Testament, and then pointing towards Jesus's mm-hmm. blood sacrifice for us. Yeah. So, which verses are we? Twenty nine through thirty one. <laughs> <laughs> By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as though they were passing through dry land, and the Egyptians, when they attempted it were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the harlot, did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she had welcomed the spies in peace. Yeah. So it talks about, first of all, the people of Israel are mentioned here Mm -hmm. in the the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11 um, about the Red Sea crossing. That you know, God demonstrating that he will always keep his promises to his people, even when it Mm -hmm. seems impossible. And I think that story illustrates it so well. (laughs) The Red Sea was in front of them. Pharaoh's chariots were chasing them. Mm -hmm. It seemed impossible, but God was faithful to his promise and made way. So I love, uh, I I found something that Wearsby wrote about Rahab. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rahab was a harlot. We know that about her. And it's mentioned many times here. I love that she's here, a Mm -hmm. harlot here in the Hall of Faith. If that doesn't give us hope, I don't know what will. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She was an unlikely person to put faith in the true God of Israel. She was saved by grace. A great, perfect picture of that because Mm -hmm. the other uh, inhabitants of the city were marked out for death. God in his mercy and grace permitted Rahab to live, but she was saved by faith. 
what she knew about God is recorded in Joshua 2, 8 through 14. And she knew that Jehovah had delivered Israel from Egypt and that he had opened the Red Sea. But that was 40 years before. She also knew God had defeated the other nations during Israel's wilderness wanderings. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in, in earth beneath. That was her testimony of faith, and God honored that, and it's just so yeah. good. Jody and I were talking about before we started recording how um, we had considered, like, how are these people in the Old Testament saved? Because Jesus had not died on the cross yet. I, that's something I've always thought about. You know, I know that they're saved. I know the Lord saved them. It says that they are. Mm-hmm, right. um, but how did that work? And I found this so helpful, this um, little paragraph in the commentary that I've been using. It says, um, just as by faith we look back on the cross of Christ and his resurrection to receive the salvific grace of God, so too did the Old Testament saints look forward through the types and shadows of the Old Covenant to the Messiah. They thereby received the salvific blessings of God by faith. The redeemed from Israel who lived before the death and resurrection of Christ were saved because they trusted God to be faithful to his promises. Their faith was a messianic faith. They had an assurance that they invested in the promises of God. They hoped in things yet unseen in a deliverer that had been promised but had not yet come. That to me was such a good summary of the salvation of these Old Testament believers like Rahab and the people Mm -hmm. of Israel. They, just as we look back at the cross of Christ, we weren't there when Jesus died, but Mm -hmm. we look back and trust in faith that he died for us and we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Just as as we look back, they looked forward believing that God would fulfill his promises. So I just wanted to highlight that when you were talking about Rahab believing, I thought that was so good. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was also interesting to consider, you know, Rahab and all, all the people mentioned, they're sinful people. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're um, but they serve as an example of faith that we should emulate in our lives. They're not perfect people, but they're demonstrations of their faith in God and how they lived a life of faith in God. And so they are worthy examples. And we talked before how, you know, um, we can list the times like Sarah, I think, about how her faith wavered a little bit and she laughed. And, you know, we can we can look at right. these different people, it's but not perfect, faith. not perfect. But um, but isn't that true for all of us? Mm-hmm. You know, anything that's good or admirable in our own lives is just because of God working in our life. It's so um, that's why we why the author points to these people as an example of how to emulate faith in our own life. No, that's good. Yeah. All right. You want me to finish off? Yeah. All right. 32 through 40. Mm -hmm. It says, And what more shall I say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Jephthah, of David, and of Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justices, and obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign enemies to flight, women who received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and the caves of the earth. 
And all of these, through commi- or though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something more or something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Yeah, I know that's good, and mm. and I don't know if you've got things on, on mm-hmm. a lot of those names that we mentioned. I mean, yeah. we can go in depth, but yeah, I'd, I want to first point out that verse verse thirty five actually mm. is an important transition that the author's making right mm-hmm. here. Uh, I read where uh, Rearsby wrote, the writer of Hebrews records the fact that many unknown men and women of faith were not delivered from different difficult circumstances. And I think we need to hear that today. Yet God honored their faith. In fact, it takes more faith to endure than it does to escape. Let me read that again. It takes um, more faith to endure than it does to escape. Like. That's right. The three Hebrew children, oh. uh, we should trust God and obey Him, yes. even if He does not deliver us. Oh, that's so funny because I have that as an example too. Oh, yes, right? okay, yes. Because cool. I always think back to those men, mm-hmm. um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right. when they were with King Nebuchadnezzar. He said, he gave him an ultimatum, you know, mm-hmm. bow down to this golden image. And the men said that they refused to. And I want to read, it's Daniel 3.16. It said, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. So they were saying, we believe that the Lord can do anything. Mm -hmm. Like he can deliver us out of this. But if he doesn't, he is still good and he is still God. And we're not going to falter in this. Um, We're not going to bow down. We're going to follow him. And whoa, that's such a good. I know. It is good. Yeah. It's so good. And and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, our our episode here would probably be an hour and a half, two hours yes. if we went through all of these. Yeah. Um, there is one other thing. I keep mm-hmm. quoting Wearsby. I ended up going back to no, him a good bit so good. as I was, st- I was studying <laughs> these. And he shares something I think um, we all actually need to be aware of. Uh, he writes, faith enables us to turn from approval of the world and seek only the approval of God. Mm-hmm. And if God is glorified by delivering his people— he will do it. And if he sees fit to be glorified by not delivering his people, he will do that. Yeah. But we must never conclude that the absence of deliverance means a lack of faith on the part of God's children. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. But this kind of faith grows as we listen to his word and fellowship and worship and prayer. Faith is possible to all kinds of believers in all kinds of situations. It is not a luxury for a few elite saints. Mm -hmm. It is a necessity for all of God's people. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, isn't that true of God's sovereignty and His grace and mercy? And that lack of deliverance is mm-hmm. not an indication of it's the faith not. of a person. Because, I mean, it lists in here in Hebrews of mm-hmm. all the things that people went through, mm-hmm. believers went through, um, good things and and terrible things. Um, and that wasn't because of their lack of faith. That, right. You know, they didn't have a lack of faith. But this is what, um, you know, they trusted the Lord even to death, mm-hmm. even to persecution. That's right. Um, and that should be an example to all of us. We might not necessarily have to die for our faith, but we should have the kind of faith that would cause mm-hmm. us to be okay with dying for our faith, if that's, that's right. the way 
um, the Lord sees fit. So, And we don't always know what uh, God's um, outcome will be, but we can always know his desire will be to glorify himself mm-hmm. and to bring us comfort in the midst of the sacrifice or the suffering, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, that we might be going through. Because he doesn't waste anything. He doesn't right. waste any of our pain yeah. that we go through, even in the tragedies that we experience that that we might have a tendency to question God of where's your love in this God. Mm. Uh, when you ask that, we'll ask him to show you. And yeah. Perhaps he will show you where his love in, is at. And then uh, as we're recording this now, it airs a little bit later, but uh, so many things are going on tragedies around in the world still. It just yes. seems like the birth pains are getting more and more intense mm. and, and we can easily go, Oh God, where's your love in this? Show us your love. Mm. And, and uh, this is a time, um, I find myself just really trusting his heart, trusting right. the God that I know and That's who right. he is, his character, his integrity. That's right. Um, what I know from the past of who, how he's been faithful and, and to know that um, he's not given me the privilege and the right to know everything and why he does what he does. He's God. He That's has right. the right, That's right not to reveal all those mysteries to yeah. us. Yeah. And we do. We have to go back to his character and know that he is good and he is faithful and trustworthy and whatever he says is is good right um but i want to recommend a book while we're on this topic um it's called deserted by god it's actually in my bag right next to me yeah i want to see it yeah by sinclair ferguson it has been such an encouragement to me Mm -hmm. um it's just it's such a good thing to um if you ever feel like you've been deserted by god or don't understand um you know suffering or loneliness or you know, anything that you're going through, it has been such an encouragement to me with biblical truth. So um, I'd recommend that to y'all if you are. Can we put that in the show yeah, notes? Yeah, we'll put it in the, the show notes. The name of the author. Yeah. And maybe, could you, uh, I wonder if it's still on Amazon or. Probably so. I okay. bought this on thrift books, but don't give away my secret. That's a really good, <laughs> I love it. It's a good resource. But anyways, uh, yes. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about our four questions before okay. we finish up. Yeah. Um, what does this show us about God? I think just going back to it, that God is always at work. Even if we don't see it with our eyes right now, or we don't understand, or it's not the way we thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. God is always at work. And uh, we could see that all woven throughout these stories of these these saints mentioned in Hebrews 11, that um, God was always at work. God's sovereign purpose was always fulfilled, and mm-hmm. God guided and directed and you know uh, made all these events occur just at the right time just to fulfill his plan. So we can trust him in that. And as I was thinking about, you know, um, by faith, you know, God seeks the faithful. Mm -hmm. And will he find you faithful as he seeks? And God tests the faithful as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, God uses the faithful to to fulfill his plan and purposes. And God demonstrates his grace through broken lives yeah that yeah because if you look back at all of these yes. by faith, there's yes. a lot of brokenness yeah. in their lives yeah that ties into my about me what does it tell me Very about cool. myself that don't let sin be an excuse or a, a way to be held back from god working in my life and using mm-hmm. me um you know we all these people mentioned we can see you know um we might remember the sin that they had in their lives um but in Hebrews 11, they're remembered as faithful. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, deal with sin in your life, repent from it, turn mm-hmm. from it, put it behind you, and then allow the Lord to work in and through your life. Don't let it be, I'm too far gone, or I, God would never use me. That's not true. That's a lie. And mm-hmm. so um, if you are dealing with sin, repent of it, turn from it, 
put it behind you and then move forward in what God has called you to do um, so that you can be counted among the faithful, just like in Hebrews 11. These are simple people, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sin didn't get in the way of God using them because they dealt with it. And oh, that's moved a on. big statement right there. Sin did not get in the way for God using them. Yep. That's a, that's a statement because of the year. Because they dealt with it. Because <laughs> that's a statement of the year. Yeah. yeah. If we have an unrepentant heart, mm-hmm. sin can get in the way of God using us. Mm-hmm. But if they had, you know, they turned from that sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of David, you know, he turned from that yeah. sin. Many sins. Big sins, yeah. we would say. Oh, yeah. Um, but it didn't get in the way of God using him because he yeah. dealt with it and, no. and turned from that's it. That's good. So what truth can we take away or stand on? I actually grabbed something from Wearsby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> faith is always tested. At times it seems that trusting God is foolish, but faith always conquers in the end. And I thought, yep. boom, drop the mic and walk there away it is. there. Yeah. <laughs> I I pulled out Hebrews eleven forty. God has provided something better for mm. us. Oh, love it! That is such a good, especially when we look at the world today and all the confusion and chaos and sadness. Mm-hmm. That God has something better for us, and we can cling to that promise. Yeah. So, That's yeah. Fair. And then, how can we apply uh, what we've been learning? You know, application. I've kind of thought of. Um, doing a scale here like one to ten one being weak and ten being strong where would you rate your faith in god today and this is something that you really it's between you and god and that you if you're honest with yourself um rate yourself in that and um it and think about not your faith yesterday or 10 years ago but right now today as you're listening to this rate it and and how you and God are doing on that scale uh, determines on what you're going to do with that. Mm-hmm. Are you going to pursue growing your faith or are you going to remain complacent and stagnant? Because we can always grow uh, in our faith um, in that. And so that's kind of my challenge to you. And one of the ways, you know, you've heard through um, all of our 100 episodes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's through getting to know God better through prayer, reading his word, studying his word. We're really big on mm-hmm. studying his word and diving deeper in that because, you know, the truth is, is the more you know the heart of God, the more your faith and trust in him will grow deeper. It's just a given. It's just a byproduct That's of right. it. That's right. Yeah. I'm all for that, reminding yourselves of the promises of God and his Mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. Um, And then asking yourself, you know, how does knowing God's faithfulness affect how I understand and respond to my circumstances now? Mm -hmm. So if I know God's faithful, how is that going to change the way I look at circumstances, I understand circumstances, and then how I respond to them? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's a question that I'm asking myself, you know, and... um, I think it's a good question for us to consider. How does God's knowing God's character and God's faithfulness affect the way I live? So, yeah, it's yeah. good challenge. I hope that you guys were challenged today, and I hope that you're celebrating with us. <laughs> Celebrate with. Let us know that you're celebrating with us. All I can hear is crickets right now, Carolyn. Aww. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're so thankful that y'all are yeah. listening. Thank you for being there. I know many of y'all have been there with us through the whole thing. So know, we're we're so glad. And we again. You opening your Bibles with us brings us great joy. So the thought of y'all just opening your word with us and yeah, it's awesome. You want to close this? Sure, sure. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you that you are good and trustworthy and that we can cling to that um, no matter what life throws at us. 
Um, thank you that you are sovereign and that you are in control. And I pray that as we um, read the stories again of these faithful believers, that you um, will remind us of your truth, of who you are, and then just help us emulate this kind of faith in our life as we as we learn and as we grow through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Hope-Filled Conversations. If today's episode was helpful to you, we hope you will subscribe, share it with a friend, and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to contact Jody or Carolyn, email them at hfc at eaglewoodbaptist.com. 